What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamo K. Davis here with you, and I'm happy, even though I got a little bit of March sadness. A little bit of March sadness after watching Selection Sunday. I will get into the NCAA tournament and reveal my picks, and I'm going to do them today. I'm going to do it on this pod, although I want kind of more time to get into Thursday, but um, I'll tell you why I'm doing them now shortly. I also have March Sadness, but uh, again, flip side, a little bit of happiness. John Morant, uh, reports are, sources say he's entering a counseling program and you know i hope he is turning the corner even if his team is not um i will talk about that and the national basketball association as well and uh in the nfl there is some controversy that i've read recently about uh taylor heineke um, his college coach getting a little chippy talking about Washington. Uh, the Raiders betting on Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas. And other contract news. But I'm going to start by going back to the NBA. And I am... I don't know if shocked is the right word, but I'm going to use that for now. That I think in some, I'm curious. I am curious how this season will play out. And I am really, really excited. And I feel like I bet if I listened to my podcast, one of them from last year, I probably would have said the same thing. But this year, I'm like, I don't know Who's going to win it? I really don't. I don't know which team will come out of the West or the East. I am loving the competitiveness. I feel like there is at least one surprise that is really shocking me that has come out of nowhere in the West And in the East, there's another team that's shocking me for different reasons. But I will start with the fact that, you know, I think between the top four, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, it's going to be a fun playoff time. Did I say that right? The playoffs will be good. Jeez, I feel like I just for a second lost track of what I was trying to say. Okay, the Cleveland Cavaliers are an outside chance to uh, get past the Bucs and Celtics, but they're a good team. The team that is surprising me a little bit in the East aren't the Knicks. I thought with the signing of Jalen Brunson, even though they've been playing well without him for a little bit, I thought the Knicks would be in the hunt. But the Nets, after trading away Kyrie and KD, I thought maybe they would falter. Now, granted, they're only 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and they won two in a row. But in some ways, I feel like they're holding their own a little bit. 
And while we thought, oh, you know, they're just going to plummet, they are really finding a way to get it done with the additions, the new additions. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Michael Bridges, Cameron Johnson. These are new players on the team that are there. It's almost like they didn't need the superstars. And yeah, whatever. With Ben Simmons, yeah, they're probably going to try to trade him because that contract is awful. And as a player, he's definitely was overrated in Philly. I'm sure they are so happy that they got rid of him and the Brooklyn Nets were dumb enough to trade for him. Yeah, it's just such a stupid trade. This is dumb. Just a mistake. But I am surprised that the Brooklyn Nets are hanging in there. They might be able to win a playoff series. Not two, but a playoff series with the team that they have. And it looks like, based on the tweet, they also lost Chelsea too. That's another one they lost. But that's for another day. That's for another day. But I am looking forward. I just think the playoffs are going to be really good this year. Very competitive. A lot of five, six-game series. Maybe a couple of sevens. Maybe a couple of sevens. The Wizards are falling as I expected they would. Eventually, they lost three in a row. Three and seven in their last ten. They're going nowhere. And they will continue to go nowhere as you would expect them to. Pacers, on the other hand, outside looking in, I mean, this is going to be a tight race to the finish. And I know I just kind of like, oh, yeah, Wizards are done. But realistically, they're only a half game out of the 10th spot. They got a chance to make the play-in tournament. Only a, a game behind the Raptors. Probably not going to catch the Hawks. They're three games behind the Hawks. But there will be a lot of just jockeying realistically. As we get near the end here. We're near the end. We're almost near the end. On the Western Conference side, the surprise for me and the surprise for all of us are Sacramento Kings. They're probably not going to win the West. As far as a regular season title, they're five games behind the Nuggets. Nuggets are in first place. They've lost three in a row. Crazily, they've lost three in a row. But the Sacramento Kings, they're making some noise. Let's see if it will be a Cinderella story that they can make it all the way to like win the Western Conference. But, you know, I think they might win at least a series or two. But it's a good solid team. And they made a good midseason trade. Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis. And Sacramento Kings seem to have won that trade. They seem to be better for it. For anybody in Denver that's excited about the Nuggets being in first place, I will remind you and remind everyone, and at some point I imagine it's going to start to come up in conversation when the playoffs comes up. You remember both times, the last two years, that at some point Nikola Jokic, the MVP, Nikola Jokic, exploded and got ejected from games? I am curious to see if he's going to be able to keep his cool this year. Or if something's going to happen, that's he's going to blow up again. And I think it's a player that you don't really talk about that loses their temper and costs their team 
a chance to win it all and or can't lead his team to win it all. But that's what I'm thinking about when I think of the Denver Nuggets. Will Jokic be able to actually have have a, a cooler head prevail, if you will? Yeah. And there's some great, I mean, look at this. The seventh seed and the twelfth seed. One game separates the Timberwolves, Mavericks, Jazz, Thunder, Lakers, and Pelicans. These teams are going to be going back and forth. The Trailblazers are outside looking in. They've lost three in a row. No Dame. Dollar Dame's not playing. I think at some point they need to trade Dame Dollar, but they probably won't. Rightfully so, they want to hold on to him. But if you think about and you add the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers to that, 10 and a half games behind first place. The Pelicans in 12th place are two and a half games behind the Clippers. So it's going to be a lot of jockeying for those final, uh, the, the fifth and sixth spot, but also the play-in tournament. And I think it's going to make the, the end of the season really competitive. But here's the thing that annoys me the most. And it isn't just about Kyrie Irving. And his comments that the regular season are just warm-up games. Load management is hurting your chances of making the playoffs. And I don't understand why coaches and all of the analytics in the front offices are not recognizing that. To me, getting in the playoffs is more important than thinking, oh, let me rest my players during the regular season because I like you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. And if you keep resting these guys in the regular season and losing a game here and a game there, that could be the difference between making the play-in tournament or not. And it boggles my mind that we are not thinking of that. When all of the people are on these talk shows and I do this podcast and all the other podcasts, I don't think it's talked about enough on a daily basis. You simply cannot sit out a game because you never know if it's a difference between making the playoffs or not so that you should be playing every game. If I can go, I'm a go. Back to back three games in a week, whatever the case may be, if I can go, I'm a go. Because if we lose, those players that are sitting for low management, you got to be thinking in your head, tag, that could be the game that costs us the playoffs. And it's going to happen. I guarantee it. To two or three of these teams, it's going to happen. And we're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember. So X player was out five games because of low management. We lost all five. If we had won, they had played, maybe it would have been different. Just maybe. Just maybe. And you'll never know because you didn't play them. I think, look, this isn't against the players making the money. I'm happy the players make the money. But I will say that when it's guaranteed money, they don't care. They really don't care. 
Nah, I'm I'm chilling tonight. I don't feel like playing. I need a break. And granted, I know we could say, oh, well, you get vacation days during your life too. Yeah, but I know, look, I know the NBA schedule. I know how much they are really playing on those non-game days. On a good day, you're working four hours. On a bad day, you come into practice, maybe it's three. Either you want to say five hours. Your life is good. You're chilling. You're chilling. And at some point, I think the tides will turn, or I hope so, that all these analytics guys are going to be like, wait a minute. Dang, because the thing is, if you're in the analytics, but you don't want to make the players mad, you're not going to say, well, actually, the analytics says you need to play. That's how we're going to win. Because in my mind, no analytics can tell you the obvious. If you play, right, the best availability, the best ability is availability. And if you're not able to play, whether it's low management or if you're injured, I know know that's different, but yeah, they talk about players that are off injured. Like Kevin Durant, who twisted his ankle in warm-ups, and now it's like, yeah, well, I don't know what's going to happen. He could maybe come back for the playoffs, or he could not and realize, oh, shoot, I wanted to come back, but I'm still hurting. And now the big trade you made for Kevin Durant is panning out to nothing, and you never know about the future. You don't. You simply don't. Speaking of the future, as I shift to the NFL, I hope that the future of the Washington Commanders is without Taylor Heineke. I am done with Taylor Heineke, and I never started in reality. But to hear this talk of his coach saying, I don't respect Ron Rivera and what happened to Taylor Heineke? Get off of it in my mind. He was studying books. Or whatever he was doing at Old Dominion for they picked him up for nothing. I'm ready to move on. In my mind, I just thought you were lucky to make the team. But there was no future for Taylor with Washington. We weren't going anywhere. There's no way you thought we were going somewhere. Oh, I got a lack of respect. You never know, you know, all of a sudden if, Taylor, you know, Coach Ron Rivera, one week he wants to play Taylor, next week he doesn't like him. He's going with somebody else. I don't, I never thought, oh yeah, Taylor Heineke, that's that's the player we need to lead this team to a Super Bowl. To me, that was just never going to happen. 
And I am 100% okay if he leaves. Bye. Go ahead. Now, granted, granted, I am okay if we are saying that Sam Howe's going to be given a shot, but he's not necessarily the guy. I'm okay with that. But part of the reason why I'm okay with that is because in my mind, we need to be going after the guy that's right up I-95. And that's all that matters. We should be going all out, selling everything in the kitchen sink for Lamar Jackson. Oh, I even saw on Twitter somebody trying to compare Taylor's number to Lamar Jackson's. Come on. We saw how, you know, there was, I, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but they were talking about Lamar Jackson on the ESPN and somebody tweeted, notice how they only put running plays I don't care what y'all got to say about Lamar Jackson. He's better than the quarterbacks we got. He's better than the Washington Commanders quarterbacks. So go after him if we can. The Raiders, they filled their QB's needs with Jimmy Garoppolo. I hope that's true. Sources are saying. And I'm good with that. I always feel like he got a raw deal. I'm good with that. Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders. I, I, I. They didn't want Derek Carr. Granted, he also has injury issues. Garoppolo does. But he took a team to the Super Bowl. There's something to be said for that. They're going to love him in, in Vegas. He's going to be the man. He's going to be the man. Of course, we're still waiting for Aaron Rodgers to figure out what's going to happen there. There have been some other signings. You know, Washington football team. I mean, I'm following a little bit, but realistically, I'm top level. I'm not really, really following... The teams, now, I think the Jets going after Aaron Rodgers, I don't quite understand that. And I think before you know it, they're, go, they're, they're not going to get along. Austin Eckler, he, he wants to trade after he couldn't get his extension. I mean, is there's, there's a lot. Washington football team. They're trying to get an offensive lineman from Kansas City, right? Commanders agree to a three-year deal with Andrew Wiley. Uh, he's making his mark. Eric Bieniemy's making his mark. 
Darren Payne. You feel the pain. He's feeling his pocketbook's getting bigger. Defensive tackle. Uh, source reported. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter, as I read it on ESPN, a $90 million deal with $60 million guaranteed. Washington's trying to do some things. Got to get that quarterback. They have to get that quarterback. And it's not Taylor. Let him go, please. Let him go. Speaking of let go, I just went all out with my bracket. I just kind of just boom. I just went all in and just did a bracket. And I will go over my bracket now and actually may make some changes. I'm doing this. I'll begin in the South, round of 64. Do I have any upsets? Let's just talk about the upsets. I've got Furman beating West Vir- beating Virginia, not West Virginia. I got Maryland beating West Virginia. I got NC State over Creighton. I don't like that one. I'm going with Creighton over NC State. UC Santa Barbara over Baylor. No, sorry. I switched that one. So that's my only upset. Then when you go to the round of 32, I got Maryland beating Alabama, but come on. That's just ridiculous. That's not going to happen. I got San Diego State beating Furman. That's not an upset. Okay, you said you're only going to talk about the upsets. So I got no upsets all the way to Alabama against Arizona. And then I got Arizona beating Alabama. But if I, I think Arizona, shoot, or was it UCLA that lost their point guard? I'm going to stick with Arizona for now. I don't know. Part of me also is the whole thing with Miller in, in Alabama. It just rubs me the wrong way. In the East. Upsets, Florida Atlantic over Memphis. Can I do that? No. Change my mind. Going with Memphis. Oral Roberts over Duke. No. No. I had that, but I'm switching it out to Duke. Switching it out to Duke. They made a big run. They're playing well. I got Louisiana beating Tennessee. That's an upset. I got USC beating Michigan State. That's an upset. And I had Vermont beating Marquette, but I don't know what I was thinking. That's not going to happen. Marquette versus Duke. I got Duke upsetting Marquette. We're going to the West. Any upsets? Illinois over Arkansas, 8-9. Is that really an upset? A small one. I got VCU over St. Mary's. I just can't respect that conference out West. They only play Gonzaga. It's like the one team they beat, but... I'm going with VCU as my uh, upset. I got Connecticut. Boise State over Northwestern is an upset. UCLA, uh, I got them going far. 
I've got Gonzaga upsetting UCLA. And then I've got Connecticut beating Gonzaga. What am I doing? Connecticut to the Final Four because I got Connecticut upsetting Kansas as well. And then in the Midwest, any upsets? Kent State over Indiana is an upset that I've got. I've got Texas going a long way, but also have Miami upsetting, not an upset, but I have Miami winning too. I had Houston getting upset by Iowa. I'm going to take Houston to move on to the round of 16, Sweet 16, get upset by Miami. But I know it's ridiculous. So here's my final four. I've got Texas, Connecticut, Arizona, Duke. I have no number one seeds. Is that possible? Uh, I hate doing this. Alabama that good? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Duke, Texas in the final four. Oh, but can I have Texas winning? I don't know. Texas, hook them horns, national champions. I know that, that's, that that can't possibly be a pick that many people are going with. But I'm going to put it in there. Hook them horns. That's my pick. Texas over Duke in the final game. And there's my out-of-this-world pick to win the NCAA tourney. Now, I'm going to do another bracket on Thursday. Uh, Tonight, I'll be rooting for my Pitt Panthers. They were disrespected to say the least in having to play a play-in game. How could we possibly have the Pitt Panthers? Actually, the sad thing is the thing that bothers me the most about that is the Panthers had a better season than NC State. How did NC State get the 11th seed and not a play-in game? Maybe it should have been reversed. Pitt should have been playing Creighton as the 11th seed and Mississippi State and NC State. State versus State. That's what I think should have happened, but whatever. I mean, rooting for my Pitt Panthers to make it into the actual big dance. Can they upset Iowa State? You know what? Just because I can. I'm I'm, going to do that. Yeah, they're going to upset Iowa State. I'm taking that one. Let's go, Pitt. Let's go, Pitt. Let's go get out of here on the podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy March Madness. I know that I will. Enjoy the National Basketball Association, NFL free agency as we get close to the draft. And I'll be talking some baseball in the next episode. That'll do it for Justice for I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport. 
and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the prize picks app today.